Welcome to the Tech for Good Southwest podcast, brought to you by Annie, Alicia, and me, Arielle. Here at Tech for Good Southwest, we're on a mission to build momentum for the Tech for Good movement here in Bristol, Bath, Exeter, and across the Southwest. We're going to be joined by charities, investors, startups, and initiatives to share their stories, challenges, and successes. For this first ever episode, I'm really excited because I get to interview one of the founders and driving force behind Tech for Good Southwest, Annie Legg. Hi, Annie. Hello. Nice to be here. Thank you. Great to be talking to you today. So we decided that over these first three episodes, we'll be introducing each of the hosts so that our listeners can find out more about us. So I'm very pleased to be interviewing you today, Annie, and it'd be great if you could start by telling us a little bit about you and what you do. Yeah, of course. So yeah, I'm, I'm Annie. I'm co-founder of Dot Project, which is a non-profit designed to really drive digital resilience across the charity sector. And about the t- shortly after founding actually Dot Project, we then really wanted to get involved in the sort of tech for good movement. And we launched Tech for Good in Bath, actually, on the back of um, only seeing sort of groups meeting up in London. So, yeah, that's when it started, probably 2017. And can you tell me a bit more about Tech for Good Southwest? Yeah, of course. So Tech for Good Bath, we launched, as I said, back in 2016. And we shortly after merged with a group that had launched in Bristol. And I guess back then we were, both those groups were sort of deeply affiliated to a global movement around Tech for Good, which was very, very different in different parts of the world. You know, very different in San Francisco and Lusaka in Zambia than it would be in, in Bath and Bristol. But I guess primarily with that real essence of trying to, really drive skills and support the charity sector, particularly around digital. So seeing Tech for Good in how it can enable them, how can it enable their work and looking at sort of lots of ways of training um, and providing opportunities for charities, but also looking at you know new technology and what might really enable them. So for someone who maybe hasn't been to an event or doesn't know much about it, what sort of things does Tech for Good Southwest do? What could somebody get involved in? Yeah, I guess we... And we're sort of shifting it all the time and trying to respond to sort of ever-changing groups of people. But fundamentally, there are sort of learning opportunities. So there's kind of skills building, lunch and learn type sessions that we might typically run online. And that could be anything from how to use Google Analytics, how to choose a CRM. Those are often quite targeted at the charity sector to more sort of convening events, I guess, really trying to get people together to think about what we might need as a region um, thinking about things like digital skills, thinking about diversity, thinking about tech for good startups. How can we have more of those? How can we enable those sorts of organisations? Um, and then, and then often case studies. So really showcasing, you know, really interesting initiatives or projects that are happening across the region and and occasionally from elsewhere as well to really inspire us. And that's really what this podcast is about as well, isn't it, Annie? So this is very new. And I suppose the idea behind this was that we wanted to bring these different voices and we wanted to share stories. Can you tell us a bit more about the podcast and what we hope to get out of it? Yeah, it's been a long time coming, I think, this one particularly. And I think what we always learn each time is that there's so much happening and there's in this region alone, uh, even in the city of Bath, Bristol, Exeter and further southwest. And 
we realize that you know everybody's got a story and they're you know they're coming along because they have an interest in tech for good whatever that that might be and we really saw actually this podcast could be a really good platform for surfacing what people are doing uh, what organizations are doing what initiatives are being launched and really trying to kind of amplify actually the amazing the amazing work but also the challenges and where actually we need to change things and create different support systems um, around what people and what organizations hope to achieve and focusing a bit on your story now Annie it'd be really great if you could tell us a little bit more about dot project and how that how that really came about yeah of course so dot project really came about through meeting my co-founder Kat whose background is in international development um, my background is predominantly in the sort of commercial sector around digital and, and technology. I've always been um, more in, in sort of requirements analysis type roles and kind of leading up digital, I guess, within different different sectors, different size organisations as well. And we really came together with, with a kind of desire to do sort of social impact work. But we saw a real gap around the support that was being provided to charities around their sort of internal infrastructure, I guess. You know, thinking about the sort of internal foundations around technology. There seemed to be a lot of funding and a lot of momentum around building new technology, building apps, new websites, but very little around that kind of core capacity building, organisational strengthening work. And at the time, we were sort of referring to it as the boring stuff that nobody else wants to do. And it kind of felt like that. Um, and it felt like there was there, there's a lot of support from IT specialists. There's a lot of digital agencies out there. And there's a lot of kind of branding marketing specialists, but there didn't seem to be anyone really focusing sort of in the middle and joining the dots. So that was really the, I guess, the, the sort of heart and the foundation of Dot Project. And over our time, we've really, we've really kind of honed in on a particular approach that really brings together the sort of digital competence of teams. So driving that, the, the digital skills and capabilities, but with actually the sort of technical competence as well. So We've got a broad set of practitioners that support Dot Project who have maybe a background as CTO type um, experience through to sort of organisational coaching and an organisational change. So really at the heart of what we're doing is embedding those, those two mindsets in every piece of work that we do. And that's quite a challenge, isn't it? I know from my own work that actually quite often people are seeing the end product. Um, I work with quite a lot of charities and they come to us and they say, you know, we want an app or we want a CRM or and actually helping people to understand that digital is about a way of working and a mindset and process. It's it must be quite challenging. Do you come up against that sort of thing? Yeah, uh, absolutely. And it took us it took us a while, I'd say actually a few years really, to understand that organisations had to be ready to work with us because it's quite disruptive. Because actually what, what you end up sometimes surfacing is, is potentially you know, organisational issues, challenges with ways of working and ways of making decisions. And, and so our, what we surface can be quite disruptive. So actually you need to be ready for the change you've identified as an organization that, that this is really hard. Um, digital change is really, really hard. Um, you've potentially, and often we see that they've had some failed implementations in the past, and actually they recognize that it was it was a lot of factors beyond the technology itself. 
uh, and those would be the perfect organizations for us to work with they recognize um, that it's hard they want to learn and they want to change and can you give some examples of some of the projects that you might have worked on yeah we we work directly with charities so where they they already you know have some funding or they have some budget they want to allocate to to working on some digital change um, work but we also work with funders and that's been a really big part of our journey because it is about you know delivering the the support but it's also about advocacy there seems to be definitely a few years ago like very little funding for this type of work and as I said before a lot of funding for building something shiny and new um, so uh, the years a lot of it's also been about advocacy and really trying to understand how the funding system works trying to get to know some of those funders and really try to kind of drive a different voice in the conversation around where digital funding can be allocated so when we work with funders it's typically with a digital type fund where they've got a number of grantees who've been allocated grants for digital change and, and we sort of sit as a partner for the funder and a partner and a support partner for for the grantees as well and often that that role is there for a few months they're typically at least a sort of six month maybe a year program and we're very very hands-on in the work we are practitioners we bring a lot of different skills we've got a wide ecosystem of individuals and organizations that we'll bring in and we deeply recognize where we don't have the skills for a particular um, particular organization or a particular aspect of the project they're doing for example it could be to do with cybersecurity, or maybe there's something very particular around data governance that really needs a specialist who, who really lives and breathes the sort of legalities and the complexities of that. So yeah, it's a very much working on those kind of larger funded programs with sort of intermittently working with a number of charities of the sort of varying sizes. I would say typically we work with organisations that don't have, you know, they don't have a big enough team of capabilities internally. And that's something that they're looking to move towards. But actually, you know, it's a sort of pathway to get there. And you obviously do this and it, sort of, it does cross over very well with Tech for Good Southwest. And it'd be really interesting to hear about what Tech for Good means to you and your organisation. Yeah, it, it definitely crosses over. And I'd say that Tech for Good Southwest is much broader than what we do at Doc Project. You know, we have a very specific mission and it is around sort of charity social enterprise sector and tech for good for this region as well it's it's much broader we're seeing a lot of a lot of tech for good startups we're also seeing a lot more tech organizations actually really trying to look at their their sort of social impact and their purpose as well so, so it is a lot a lot broader and that's really what tech for good means to me it's a broad broad movement around looking at how technology can have a positive impact on the world and this is obviously something you're very passionate about. And I think it's interesting because you say that you come from a commercial background. So what made you want to change, Annie? Um, I think I think a lot about this now because probably it was right. It was always there deep inside me that it was I wanted to be more involved in, in social impact sector. It just didn't present itself as a choice really early on. And I think you get at my sort of nice age, you get on a path um, and you, yeah, you just kind of follow it and it seems to be one that you, you're not supposed to deviate from. So actually, you know, my personal story is one of, of literally taking that leap of being in, you know, quite a big role at the time. I was head of digital for an organisation called Les Mills based out in New Zealand. 
and you know it was a fantastic role it was it was really big I traveled a lot I had the responsibility within the sort of digital marketing aspect of the organization but also increasingly the sort of internal technology and infrastructure and it became you know really quite all, all consuming and at, at the time I also realized that actually I was just getting more and more involved in my work and less and less available for my family and for myself particularly and that's when actually we myself and my husband we had two small boys at the time we decided to go and volunteer in Cambodia for a few months we just made it up really we did six months in Cambodia and then moved to Malaysia for a year and that was like a deep um, sort of interception kind of um, process of being going from this kind of one world of you know earning money working really hard during the week and then being exhausted at the weekends to actually then literally on the ground going oh my goodness this is this is even harder like this is so hard but it's so rewarding and to you know actually relearn the value of money to relearn the value of time to relearn actually what was important in the world was a big part of me then coming back to the UK and really determined to not fall back into what I've always done and that's really hard because that's your safe space and I think it was being open to sort of serendipity and meeting Kat um you know having the role the sort of consultancy role that I did with her for a while and then us you know really exploring our own interests and what we wanted to do and it feels like for me particularly dot project was was actually bringing the skills that I had from my previous and early early career into a world that you know and a sector that I deeply didn't understand and know so it's been a really big learning journey uh, particularly around sort of funding systems and how that works but yeah it's it's been a, a, a sort of learning journey into that but I think also not leaving behind the aspects of what I've done in the past that I've really enjoyed and loved because I really love the technology sector and I really love what digital can do and how it can enable and I think that's for me at the heart of what I've always loved about technology I'm not particularly techie I'm not you know hugely creative but what I love is the enablement part of it you know so you and I were talking Ariel about sort of transcripts of of podcasts and whether that was something that you know that you always publish and and actually how enabling that is for for many people to have access to content in different ways and you know the fact that we've got tools and applications that make that so easy now is just you know, that's where I get like a real connection and real sort of positivity around and hope around technology. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And I think also in your organisation, I understand that it's not just about the work that you do that has social impact, but actually the way that you're set up, because I know that you're a co-op. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I think that links to the journey, my own personal journey, definitely around often being in quite large hierarchical systems that often weren't sort of freeing enough for individuals in their roles you always very you know well that's not in your job description so you can't talk about that or you can't do that and being being somebody that always wanted to just do what needed to be done I suppose I found that deeply frustrating and I think coalesced around a group of individuals including Kat and, and the rest of the team at Dot Project who really wanted to try and do things differently so we, we set up as a cooperative, which means that we, if you're a member of the cooperative, you collectively own and run the business. We have a flat day rate that we all, all earn the same, whatever your experience, whatever you're bringing, bringing to Dot Project. So 
you know, immediately there's a sense of equality that kind of takes that pain away that we've we've often all experienced in in previous roles. And we have a collective approach to decision making as well. And that's, you know, there's been so much learning around that. It's definitely not been easy and it isn't easy. You know, when it works, it's it's just so empowering because everybody feels that they have an equal voice. And that's really, really, really important, I think, particularly in the type of work that we're doing. It's been brilliant talking to you Annie and hearing so much about your journey and I think I just wanted to end our conversation on sort of thinking about change um, in sort of tech for good or in in, in the own impact the organisation is having so you know what change would you most like to see? So I'm thinking about it more from a regional perspective and I think we've made some good steps towards that but what I'd really love to see is is a really joined up approach around some of these really important initiatives. So take digital skills, for example, actually, where you see a real cross-sector response to that challenge, where you are working with sort of local authorities, you're working with actually the voices from the charity sector who deeply understand these problems that they see day to day, with the expertise that sits in the technology sector, and with the creative sector as well, who can bring new sort of solutions and ideas and and ways of approaching and I, I just deeply believe that actually bringing those sectors bringing the skills and the variety that sits within there surely surely there's a way of actually just having some amazing solutions or at least trying to um, make things significantly improved across the region. Yeah and I feel that because I've only recently started sort of coming to the Tech for Good Southwest events um, previously moving from Wales to Bristol and it's quite amazing to be in a room with so many different people, people who are working in tech, people who are working in charities, public sector, and actually all discussing these same issues, things that they want to change about society, things they want to make better. And it just feels like, doesn't it, surely if you get all of those people together and have conversations, that something good has got to come out of it. Yeah, absolutely. And you just see people thinking, wow, I hadn't actually thought of that perspective, but now that makes sense. You know, I think the real challenge we've got is how you then, how do you build from that? You know, how do you create the sort of systems or ways of coming together where we where we actually problem solve and work on or, or create kind of collective um, initiatives or ideas to actually not just talk about it? And that's the challenge. And I think that's definitely the challenge for Tech for Good. Southwest, we've done very well at bringing people together and having some sort of good events for people to share the, you know, what they want to see change, where they want to see change happen, and what they you know, what they're really passionate about. But how do you then activate that momentum? I think that's the that's the challenge ahead. That's the big challenge ahead. But um, I think you can do it, Annie. We can do it. We can all <laughs> do it. Absolutely. But you know, it's baby, it's baby steps, and actually, the fact that we we have a good community, we've got active events and things happening and definitely through this podcast I think this is a real way of us actually surfacing as I said not just amazing stories of what everybody's doing but actually what are the challenges and where where would change really enable and support a societal issue that we have. It's been really great talking to you Annie and this is the first in a whole series of podcasts so there are many more to come. Thank you so much, Annie. It's been really fascinating talking to you and I look forward to more of these podcasts. Amazing. Thank you for having me. (laughs) 